When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And as we move into all-star break, what is everybody's thoughts on the Lakers and their general? <laughs> Who's Joe Lasford? <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Uh, I mean, as we get out of the all-star break and into the regular season, I liked AD's comments about wanting. comments about wanting. Now I should I should come full I should come clean here. Neil is not a Lakers fan. People, all right. Neil is. Uh, a good friend of mine. We've been talking hoops for many years now. And uh, can you? Ex- I know you're. I know you're a Sacramento Kings fan. How did you become a Sacramento Kings fan, Neil? I was. I just like Chris Webber. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved basketball as a kid, and uh, I kind of got out of it. And when I got back into it, it felt weird rooting for like Shaq and Kobe. So I went with the underdog. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, give me one second here. While we're waiting for Neil, Gerald is not here today, folks. He is taking care of his car. Um, and let's see. Neil is working on both his video and his uh, and getting some headphones on so that we don't have echoey uh, an echoey broadcast. Uh, it's not often that I run the show, and I, that's probably self-evident at this point. Uh, that's why Gerald's a professional. That's why we call him the podfather, people. Um, and that's why... He is a master of all things pod, podcasty. I think it's going to be an interesting 20-some-odd games, 30 games to close out the season. Um, it's going to be it's gonna be a rough one because we have some tough teams coming up. I'd be interested to see the chat's opinion about, you know, overall, you know, obviously we're not Nostradamuses here, Nostradamai, but what are people's predictions for how the Lakers close out the season? Last year, I think, they wanted to go 19 and nine. They ended up going uh, 18 and 10. And that, so pretty close to uh, Dennis Schroeder's project, project, projection at the time. And if they can replicate something like that, is that enough to move us up into uh, <laughs> uh, and Neil, I don't know if you can't see the chat. So I'll tell you, uh, Dante T is upset how Christia uppercut. Rick Fox back in the day. 
Uh, let's throw that up on the chat. I, I, you know, that was those were the, those were some glorious NBA times when people were battling each other and off, 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 off court. That was that happened back court, if I recall, uh, or they got into it again off court. I can't remember how that all shook out. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, most of the yes, uh, cool bro. I agree. Joe gets Joe probably is the most reviewed of us all. Um, and that's because he's famous for his rants and people love a good rant. Uh, you know, I love a good rant. Uh, I'm a little more level-headed, you know, I don't, I don't, I try not to get too, too, too wrapped up in things that I actually have no mental, physical, spiritual, or control over of any kind. Um, I'm a fan, I'm a fan and I want to be an, an educated fan. And so that's why I like to do stuff like this because I enjoy seeing other people's opinions. I enjoy the back and forth debate that we have on the, on the show. And I think it's important to keep things in perspective. And so I try to offer a little bit of just general perspective uh, as things go. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Dante, I think 20 and six is a little, uh, <laughs> I think that's a little, that might be a little bit, shall we say, optimistic. Um, if we went 20 and six, I think that could maybe get you as high as fifth, six in the West, depending on how things shake out for the teams. I mean, it means if we go 20 and six, we're probably beating a lot of in conference and in division teams, which is what we need to do to move up. Uh, at this point, you know, we got a nice home schedule when we get back, but it's tough teams. So it's important that we try to maximize this because when we had our last nice cushy home schedule after the six game road trip, I think we only went seven and eight or eight and seven. It was roughly 500. And so that was a blown opportunity. I felt like to really kind of do something to move up in the standings. Um, and Neil, if you get on either, if you can get your video working either great and give me a thumbs up or just like blather something and say, I'm back. Um, Cause I don't think I have you muted. Um, but yeah, I just, I do. <laughs> uh, Necrodamus is the gr- <laughs> Oh man, I love the chat. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right, Dante. Uh, yeah, they went out, they went after it. That, that, I, that was that little three season stretch where we won back to back to back with Shaq and Kobe was just punishing laker basketball like you've never seen it before like the combination of kobe and Shaq was just a punishing combination that many teams had no answer for and as we all know it was nothing but hubris that caused it to to go down in flames but let's see i see a neil neil you back can you hear me i can hear you i still can't see you but we can work with this sorry i don't I think my Pro Tools setup is wrecking everything. Oh, maybe, yeah. You might be ciphering. They might be put, sending stuff to your uh, editor. No, well, I don't. I'm so confused. That's all right. Let's just do it this way. Let's let's move on with our lives. Um, so your Kings are kicking butt this season. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, they're fine. They can't really play defense. I mean, that's half the NBA. But, you know. Yeah, I just... Whatever. Look, they've been so bad for so long, I don't... Like, anything is good. Yep. Like, last season was absolute joy. And yeah. hopefully this season is... I mean, this season's been super fun, too. So, whatever. 
I don't. They're not going to win anything, but I mean, not with an attitude like that they won't. <laughs> well, I mean, they just—they're not. I feel like they're one player away from being like scary. Who would you? Who Does is that the, make sense? Sure. What's the position you would target? I mean, obviously, your setup they, point guard. Yeah, Harrison Barnes got to go. You you would trade you would have, would you have traded Harrison Barnes at the deadline? Maybe I don't. I mean, I don't mind him being on the bench, but like as a starter, like they get it makes everything. Um, um, what's his name's problem? Right. Why am Aaron, I spacing on his name? Aaron Fox has to solve uh, Sabonis. Oh yeah, 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 and then Sabonis has to solve everything inside because Barnes is too little. Right. And right. so that's a little tough. Do they start Barnes at the uh, four? Yes, unfortunately. Right. So you could have done with like a, like a Grant Williams or I can't that PJ Washington or somebody like maybe not a true four, but like at least a little more size. At least like a tw- yeah, at least a tweener. <laughs> like a Jared you know, like somebody somebody. Yeah, they just they just need someone who can get a rebound who isn't going to get in Sabonis's way. Right, 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 right. You need Dennis Rodman. Cause the... No, because he can't shoot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how Dennis would fare in the modern NBA. I mean, uh, the dude pulled down forty nine rebounds in a game, so I think he'd probably be all right. But you know, I think he'd be fine. <laughs> I think Dennis Rodman would figure it out. Um, he'd be like Draymond Green. He'd be like the modern. He'd he'd be more Draymond Green than even Draymond Green can be, which is saying something. Um, people are saying that you're really John Cena, by the way. Cena, Cena. Uh, Neil is my so cool, bro. Neil is my Neil and I have been friends for many years. Um, we've talked basketball for many years. He's as much an expert as any of us. Uh, you may have taken a film class from him in your lifetime. Uh, if you went to school in the Southern California area. And if you're into indie short films, uh, you may have seen uh, one of his short films at some point. And you will never see his documentary on the Garage Theater because he's never going to finish it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, There's so many hours. It's so many only, hours. There's only so many hours in the day. Uh, yeah. Yes. We're, people are reliving our... our Kobe Shaq years from when they battled the Sacramento Kings and uh, it it was epic battles back then. I always kind of felt bad for the opposing center uh, when it came to battling Shaq because it just, it really wasn't fair. And I thought of all the centers that played against Shaq that D-Bots and uh, Arvidas Sabonis, ironically, were the two that gave him the most trouble. Um, I think Vlade's ability to play from multiple positions on the floor that wasn't the paint was difficult for Shaq. And I think Sabonis's combination of strength and passing, if not, you know, athleticism because of the age at which he entered the NBA. Uh, I always wanted to see Sabonis, the Sabonis of like five years before he got to the NBA because that guy was a beast, uh, according to legend. But we never, we'll never know because <laughs> we didn't get to see him play. Um, and it's it, kind of it was I, sad. Yeah, I mean, because the guy, it's you know, the guy was highly skilled. You couldn't doubt that. Like he could shoot, he could pass. I feel like both Vlade and Savonis would have been like stretch threes in the modern NBA, and nobody would have had a problem with it. They would have been like, please shoot the three, and you know, Vlade could have you know smoked his half pack of cigarettes, shot three pointers, and just 
you know, just had a great, great, great life. Cashing in triples from the from beyond the arc. Uh, what's up, Kurt Affair? Uh, <laughs> cool bro wants to have you make a film starring him, and it's an action film. Cool bro, you're gonna need to come up with a little bit better pitch. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna put the pitch up there so you can see it, Neil. I don't. I'm not sure if you can see it on the screen, but uh, I, I, he doesn't really make action films. They're a little bit grittier than that. Um, I mean, if you did make an action film, what would your action film be, Neil? I don't know, Villainess. What was that? Like the villain? Has I don't know if you've seen the Villainess. I have not. It is a South Korean action film that is absolutely bananas. Okay, absolutely bananas. What's the action film where the guy has to like fight his way up all the floors? I forget what it's called. The Raid. The Raid. Is it more bananas? The banana- Raid is excellent. Yeah, that's a great action film. And anything by John Woo, I love too. Would you do like a John Woo style, like pulp? Oh yeah, eight million per scene. <laughs> yeah, get a bunch of doves, a lot of slow mo, yeah, a lot of bullets. Uh, It'll be fine. I'll be in that movie with you, cool bro. Uh, uh, that sounds great. Uh, all right, <laughs> the raid. Thank you, Kurt. Uh, yeah, everybody's. La- <laughs> Everybody's loving. Everybody's showing the raid some love. Uh, it was a great movie. I didn't see the, the second. One. I'm sure it was not as good as the, the second first. one's. The second one's excellent as well. Really? Yes. Good, good to know. I mean, I was surprised. I will defend this. The first one. I remember being like, "Man, this guy's amazing." And then, for those who are fans of that kind of action, that's the the, the Daredevil series. The the only Marvel series of those five characters. I forget what they're called. There's an awesome like where he fights his way down like a series of there's there's a pretty which is reminiscent of another uh, action scene. Anyway, I love I love a good action scene, uh, especially one with few to no cuts. Uh, even if it's fake few to no cuts like Hardcore Henry, which was you know they make it they try to make you think it's no cuts, but it's just they're just really creative with their editing and on point with their editing. So. Um, but I digress. This is a basketball podcast. Um, what do you... The Kings are currently seventh, right? Sixth or seventh? Seventh or eighth? They're seventh or eighth. Yeah, there are they're... a couple of the Lakers. I think the Lakers are sitting pretty at nine and the Warriors are ten. Um, the entire Pacific Division, basically, except for the Suns, is you know fighting for a play-in spot. Um, obviously, not the Trailblazers. Uh, and I don't think... I think they're in the other one, even though they're pretty far as far west as you can they're more west than phoenixes uh more pacific than phoenixes which i've always found kind of ironic but uh, what do you give what do you what do you see this kings being able to make a push and getting up into the six five six area i mean sure why not (laughs) you don't think seating matters you just don't think they're going to go all the way for whatever reason hey look and this isn't let me ask you because like I when know when be pessimistic all the time and think your team is never going to do anything, but at some point you got to believe, right? No, yeah, like it just it all just depends on if Keegan Murray's good. When Keegan Murray is good, they are they are tough. Yeah, and when he's not good, they are they are very beatable. I mean, that's a lot to put on a dude who's like what second year, second year. Um. But he's pretty good. But again, when he's good, they're just they're good. When he's good, it makes up for the fact that like they have such streaky players like Malik Monk and uh, Kevin Herter and guys like that who like 
either can't miss or couldn't hit the ocean from a pier. Right. Um, <laughs> so I hate that level of streaky player. Although and, I think Monk is a little less streaky than that because he can get inside. Uh, but like Huerta, if his three isn't going in, his he might as well not play. Yeah. Monk Monk's a clever player. I'll give him that. When his when his three is not dropping, he still figures out like ways to be useful. Right. Whereas Herder is just like, I'm gonna keep jacking threes, and you're just like, bro, they're not going in. Please stop. <laughs> oh, you you've described every letter shooter that they've brought in for the last ten years. Like just just please stop. What are you talking about? Did uh <laughs> wait, who'd they bring in this year? Tori and Prince. Or did that not work out? No, it's working out about as well as, you know, Bullock or Matthews or, I don't know, <laughs> or any number of shooters we've brought in over the last 10 years to create space for any number of players. And they just like, oh, man, I was 40%. Or Malik Beasley is my favorite one, shooting 40% before he gets to the Lakers. And he drops to like 30, 32, 33. And you're just like, what is it? Is it the tacos? Is it, is it, is it, what is it? Stop. Whatever you're doing, do it different because you're not making shots, bro. Um, I feel like Malik Beasley, you can't play. Well, I mean, he's doing great in Minnesota he, this season. He, he shoots really well, but he really, he couldn't defend a chair. <laughs> like, like, he's bad. I was in front of him. Like, like I could get by him, and I'm old, and my back hurts. And you have, and you have one knee. Well, well, I mean, I have two knees. I just, I'm not, I'm not like you know, not, you know, my back hurts. <laughs> I do a lot of yoga. Okay, that's good. Hey, good job. <laughs> I do a lot of yoga. You know, that's that's funny. Uh, I I think that. I, I, it's funny because when we when the Lakers got Malik Beasley at the trade line deadline trade deadline last season, I was like, "This is this is the guy, right? Like, here it comes. We're finally going to have that guy who like LeBron or somebody kicks it out and he cans a three, and then he proceeded to not do it, and we had to rely on like a combination of D'Lo, Vanderbilt, and Hachimura, and it just you know it went, it took us to the Western Conference Finals, and that was great. And like, I do kind of believe that. If you leave, if you lose to the team that ends up winning the NBA Finals, you kind of just have to say like, "Well, we gave it our best shot," which is what happened. And I don't think, I think Denver with home court advantage, as currently constructed, might be an unstoppable team. The only way you can beat Denver is if you have fewer games, if you have more home games than Denver does. And so, that is going to be a problem uh, for as long as the Joker is playing at the level that he's playing at. And he's, you know, he's not old. <laughs> he's just kind of rounding into his prime and he looks kind of ageless right now. Like the best version, it, it, like, you know, how maybe Sabonis, Arvidas Sabonis used to play back in the day, just kind of an unstoppable force on offense, not just because of his scoring, but because he opens up the floor with his passing in a way few players have the ability to do. Um, and he's like, his audacity with the ball is kind of incredible to me at times where he just makes these ridiculous passes that are perfect. And you're just like, I don't know who else can do that. Like, it's like, the list is like five players long. It's like Steve Nash, Magic Johnson, the Joker, 
that might be it that I've actually seen with my own eyes. I can't think of another point guard that's as magical with the passes. And he's a center. It's the other thing. You know, the guy's just incredible. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the cell phone copy. version yeah. that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, shell shaky <laughs> has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. No, you know, come that, on, you, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound, there you go. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, yeah. not the right ear. <laughs> something like that you can find that version already if you really want to that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts but i will say this i think of all the teams that match up against denver best i think minnesota and sacramento have an advantage because of the way that they play i think that the way the Lakers play kind of plays into Denver's hands um, because they can out transition us in, in Denver. <laughs> They're going to run faster than we are in Denver. They're going to play faster than we are physically able to in Denver just because of the altitude adjustment. How do you feel about matching up with the top three or four teams in the West? Who would you rather? Uh, bad. That? Who would- <laughs> Very bad. Who would you like to who would you like to avoid if at all possible and who do you feel like you match up well against? I would like to avoid Denver. Of course. Cuz I think they look insanely good and I feel like they're not really trying that hard right now. They look like they're yeah, they just look like they're like killing time till the playoffs start, which is scary. Yeah, and they're still killing teams. Right. Um I would like Minnesota, because I don't believe in any of those guys. I think Carl Anthony Towns is not reliable. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. He's a nice player, but like I just I don't I'm not buying it. Right. I don't uh, believe although that. Anthony Edwards is pretty good. Um, Ant Man is ridiculous. And I think that Mike Conley on that team helps kind of just stabilize things, as does Gobert. The fact that Gobert and Conley played together for so long, I think helps as well. I think it kind of allows Cat a free pass to just be, for lack of a better, uh, like to be like the Lamar Odom of that team. Like, it'd be great if you scored 30, but if you can just give us 15, 10, and 5, that works, right? Like, and play some defense, like that works for us, right? Because Ant-Man... Yeah, I just, I just don't think he's going to do that. <laughs> you don't think he can even come like, up to Lamar's level? No, like, like he scored 60 in a game and they had to bench him because he wouldn't stop shooting. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and he wasn't hitting anything. And he was just like, oh, I'm gunning for 70 now. And it's like, well, you guys lost. You right. scored like 63 points and you still somehow lost. Right, right. That's um, good. good point. Valid. I don't know. I don't, I don't want Oklahoma City makes me nervous because they're very, very good. And I feel like they're gonna. I mean, I, I guess they've never been to the playoffs, but I don't. I don't really want to find out. Yeah. If they're any good. 
Um, yeah, I would I would take Phoenix just because uh, I don't. Again, I don't. They've got three super duper stars who can go supernova, right. but are they all gonna be healthy? <laughs> and they're all like like jump shooting guys, so you know sometimes in series the jump shot stops and they're not really like attack the rim type players so or defenders no they're a bad defensive team man and that's with frank vogel who's like maybe the best defensive minded coach in the nba top five anyway yeah i don't know i mean look if if the kings make the playoffs i'll be super excited i don't really care i don't care who they play I'm, I've been in the wilderness so long. I've been like, just every year it's been like, well, what terrible draft pick are they going to choose this year? And that's been the highlight of the year. And now they actually win games. So anything's fine. I'll take anything. Okay. That's, 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 a, that's an open-minded, but you know, if only Laker fans could be so forgiving of their team. Uh, but we're well, not. you guys win titles and stuff though. <laughs> Kings don't win shit. You know? I mean, you're not wrong, but like, I'm, they're I'm, the reason they call it Cowtown. Well, that's because they brought cows. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of cows there too. I don't know if anyone's been to Sacramento. It's not like a raging metropolis. No, that's not. It's. I mean, it's fine. It's nice. Downtown Sacktown's not right. Um, let me ask you a question. I know you spent a lot of time in Seattle, and that you're a Seattle Mariners fan. Would you have made the SuperSonics your team over the Kings? Yes, I miss the Supersonics. Say that again. I went to I went to Sonics I went to Sonics games when I was a kid, and I miss the Supersonics. I do too. I think Seattle deserves a team, and I hope that they're like top of the list on the expansion list when that eventually comes through. Kings fans are excited to turn on a flashlight for whoever's in the comments there. Uh, look, man, we've been, it's been, it, look, I had to live through, uh, who was the kid from BYU they drafted? I forget. Oh, I know who you mean. Um, the shooter. (laughs) Yes. Jimmer for debt. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy. That's right. Jimmer for not Jimmy Jimmer. Yeah. I had to live through those years. So (laughs) I'll take anything. I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> because it's true. It's like, I mean, it's hard. It is. To, it's, it's, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I, it's nice to see. I mean, for me, that's the angels, right? The Los Angeles angels of Anaheim in California in the United States of America on planet earth with their longest, weirdest name ever. Like it, it, it can be hard, but like, I'm not somebody who will ever like be like, you know what? That's it. I'm swapping. Like I have, I have a friend who's a Dodger fan who's always like, "There's plenty of room in Dodger blue," and I'm like, "I'm not doing it, dude. Like I'm not gonna become a Dodger fan. Like that's I just can't no. do. It. I just can't do it. Uh, it's just this is this is not gonna happen. Like, and I love Shohei Otani. I'm annoyed and angry that the Angels didn't retain his services, but like it doesn't matter. Like I'm still rooting for the Angels. Mainly, I'm just rooting for Artie Moreno to sell the team, much like you probably rooted for a series of owners to sell the team. Um. But, you know, we're stuck <laughs> with the owners we got because we're not billionaires and we can't buy a baseball team or a sports franchise. Um, I have one more question about the Kings. Um, would you be excited or 
eh about a rematch with the Golden State Warriors and how do you think that series would go? I would like to see the Kings get revenge against uh, one of my least favorite players in the league just because I think he's kind of the king of cheap shops and that's Draymond Green. Um, that whole chest stomping thing last playoffs was just, I, I was surprised that he played anymore after that in the playoffs. Like, it was very surprising to me. Oh my God. That was that was a lot. That that, uh, that was I'll, just. I'll take a rematch. Sure, I would love a rematch. I think. I that mean, would... look, man they they took him to seven games, and it took like an insane Steph Curry game in Game Seven for the Warriors to win, which was not a great sign for them. No, uh, but and they don't look super good this year. No, no, but. I mean, you know, they might round into shape by the playoffs and have maybe like a nine, ten, eight seed. Um, and I think they're one of those guys are they're just so old. Rolling, that's a problem. But like Clay has not shown any kind of consistency this entire season, so it's hard to believe he'll discover it in you know the playoffs. But you never know. Um, this comment by Kurt Affair: Jimmer had a good career in China, though. <laughs> he did. He like he like he like he was like on one team he was averaging like it was something like ridiculous like thirty eight points a game or something. Right. Everybody's talking about who are the greatest Chinese, who are the greatest NBA players who went to China. Stephon Marbury. Whoever. Like, yeah, whoever's Chris, voting for Stephon Marbury is probably true, right? Yeah, Stephon Marbury probably was the biggest star. I mean, Dwight Howard wishes he was Stephon Marbury, but you know, he's only Dwight. Stefan Stefan Marbury also put up like video game numbers over there. Right. I mean, he was just ready to like dominate. Mm. Some, he, was, he was ready for some team to be like, dude, you're the best player on the team. Go score a lot of points. And he went, check. <laughs> I can do that. Don't ask me to play defense. Don't ask me to manage the locker room. I just want to score a lot. Um, well, yeah. Kurt Affair, you got a good point about De'Aaron Fox that I think I think that you know he what I think what I like about De'Aaron Fox this season is that this there's nobody surprised by De'Aaron Fox like if you don't know that he's a superstar and one of the you know best point guards in the game then you're probably not a very good coaching staff um or you know not a knowledgeable fan and so I think if he's cooking and if the thing I think that can unlock the Kings is if Sabonis can just put together a 15 20 foot jumper he doesn't need to shoot threes. He just needs to be able to shoot that top of the key, twenty foot jumper when he when they sag off of him and he has the ball at the top of the key, which is where he likes to make plays from. Um, but they sag off of him and they dare him to shoot, and it's like the Russell Westbrook treatment from but from all over the court with Russell Westbrook, except when he drives them to. <laughs> it is. I mean, I, I love Russ. I, I wanted it to work on the Lakers. Unfortunate for me that it didn't, although not surprising. But I've always loved Russell Westbrook. I love that type of player, that tenacious. Like I'm just gonna. I'm going to run through a brick wall and whether it works or not, it doesn't matter. I'm still running through that brick wall because <laughs> that's what I do, man. That's what I do. And so, but Sabonis has a similar limitation in that if he's not hitting shots from the outside in the playoffs, it's going to be him with the top, with the ball at the top of the key, looking at a loaded defense, watching him being like, go ahead, bro, shoot it. And if he can't get over that, I don't, no, that's. I think that that is a problem for the. Uh, uh, oh, Kurt Affair has a question for you, Neil Corbin. In retrospect, would you have rather kept Tyrese Halliburton? 
I would personally, I would say uh, no. that's a that's a hard one actually. I mean, uh, Halliburton's really good. I just I don't think Halliburton would be Halliburton on a team with him and Fox. So would you have traded like Fox? he needed? You've traded Fox or Halliburton in her, in retrospect. In retrospect, uh, I don't want to say I love De'Aaron Fox. I don't want to say I would trade at him. Yeah, he's given me hope, so it's hard. I don't know. One of them, one of them had to go though. Right. No, I agree. Like too many fish in the pot. like you couldn't. Yeah, like it was just there was there was on, there's only one ball. Right. Um, I would at this point, I'm not. Like I'm excited, Halliburton's really good. The Pacers have like Kings level defense, so uh, they might actually be worse somehow. Like you look at their box scores, it's like one forty six, one thirty five, um, and that's in regulation. So right, right, no overtime. Um, it's a lot of threes these days. But Hallibur- Halliburton's going to be a hell of a player. So I don't know. At the moment, I don't. I'm not I'm not sad because I love Fox and I feel like I feel like getting rid of Halliburton also like helped Fox like really lock in. If that makes sense. Yes. Kurt Affair, who he says it's Sophie's choice, but he would have kept he would have kept Halliburton. I mean, I don't know that there is a right answer or a wrong answer. I think you're looking at two in some ways very stylistically different point guards in that. De'Aaron Fox, I think, is by far the superior scorer. And Halliburton is probably the overall superior point guard in terms of, like, your classic point guard template. Like, can score inside, can score outside, great game manager, low assist to turnover ratio, you know, gets a lot of assists, few turnovers. And is generally, like, really, really smart with the ball, like, at an elite level. Um, I think of the two, Fox is maybe the very slightly more injury prone simply because of how he plays the game uh, in the air and at, at a higher speed. If I had to pick a guy to build around, I'd probably pick Halliburton, but it would only be if there was another bigger star on the team who was like, like an Anthony Edwards type guy. And I think that that's what the Pacers are missing, to be honest, is like an elite small forward. And they're, they're, they're going for it with, um, with uh, Siakam. And I'm not sure that that's – I mean, I think they brought him in the hopes that he would elevate the defense in, in Indiana, and I don't know that we've, we've seen that yet because it's still video game box scores. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how that East Coast shakes out. Uh, the Knicks could be a problem if they can get healthy. If Embiid comes back, that's a problem. But if the Knicks don't have half their team like they don't have half their team right now, and if Embiid's out, and the Bucks just look like they're slowly imploding uh, – in slow motion. Uh, I don't see anybody stopping Boston, which is annoying to me on multiple levels. Um, <laughs> it is. I, I, I hate the Celtics. They're the worst. Uh, uh, let's see. Dunk contest. Who are you all taking? Oh, I mean, is there a dunk contest? It's going to be Mac McClung because who cares? It's like, is this a, it's like the dunk contest has become like what G leaguer is going to try to, impress somebody and get a 10-day contract uh like matt mcclung got out of the out of the dunk contest um you know somebody said like the dunk contest sucks now because there's no stars and i tend to agree like i don't care that somebody who's not going to make it in the nba can dunk like 
I can go, I can go, I can go, I can go to Venice Beach and, and watch that. Like it's cool, man. I'd rather see, you know, 40 year old LeBron in the dunk contest versus Vince Carter in street clothes. Like that would be more entertaining to me. Like something. Get Shaq out there. Charles Barkley. Anybody. Why like, I don't get the why dunk can't con- they get anyone in that contest? I mean, I think it's kind of like what how many more dunks can you come up with if it's if if you're, you know. I, I don't know. Like, you know, you can't like bring a seal on the court and be like, okay, off the seal, you know, off, the seal hits it with his nose. I dunk it or like, you know what I mean? Like you can't bring out like a tank of piranhas and be like, I'm going to jump over the tank of piranhas <laughs> and dunk it. You know what I mean? Like at this point, it's like the three sixties, you know, everybody's done a three sixty. Everybody's done the Jordan. Everybody's, you know, tried to take off from further out than Jordan did. I, I don't know what else there is to do. So you can also, you can basically do what Matt McClung did. Did, which is like it's a guy who should be working at sprouts but he can also dunk <laughs> you know what i mean like the dude from sprouts showed up the dunk contest and he won hey can i get can i get that in paper matt thank you thanks matt great um i mean that's the allure right now is that like a little dude who can dunk because he's got big hops like it's just not exciting to me and so i'm more excited or was more excited about the stuff uh the WNBA. um Sabrina, I forget her last name now. Um, I'm going to blow it. I'm blowing it. Anyway, the Steph versus uh, Sabrina three-point contest, NBA versus WNBA. That, to me, is more exciting. And I wish there would be a little bit more crossover like that, like skills, three-point contest. Make it be more about fun. If it's going to be about fundamentals, then make it be about fundamentals. But if it's not stars, Duncan, like I don't think anybody cares. You can go to a G League game for way cheaper than an All-Star game. And it's gonna be that that you're just gonna see dudes dunk it all game because there's no defense in a G League game. So I don't I don't understand the the allure. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Sixers legend, Matt. yeah, Sixers legend Matt McClung is probably gonna defend his title, and we'll all be wonderful. It'll be wonderful. Uh, ooh, this is good. Yeah, Howard Hill's got a good one. Gary Payton's got a good point. Half a mil for the dunk contest winner. That's the only way you make people care. That's the only reason the players cared about the in-season tournament, I felt like, was that they were going to make some monies. Everybody likes cash monies, and so make it worth their while, and suddenly everybody will start participating. Uh, you can even do the same with the All-Star game itself. The winner of the All-Star game, everybody gets, you know, 500 grand, 500 grand or whatever. Uh, and I'll bet the, uh, the intensity would ratchet up quite a bit. Um, you know, I don't want to – I don't know. The All-Star game is kind of boring for me and, and has been since the 80s. 90. The All-Star game's awful. Yeah. Last Let's year was bad. Last year was unwatchable. Like, I think I watched for seven minutes and was like, hey, this is dumb. I don't want to watch this anymore. None of those dudes want to be there. Right. <laughs> like, <They> all... <laughs> also, none of them none of them want to get hurt in a dumbass All-Star game, you know? Agreed. So, absolutely right. I just, It just sort of feels silly with all the pomp and circumstance and then they go out there and just like uh the center is gonna jack up a 40 foot three right and you're just like sick carl anthony town's going for 70 again people 70 oh points on 80 shots here we go <laughs> probably maybe 90, maybe 90 shots yeah, I, I hear you. I, I mean, I haven't been interested in the All-Star game in a long time. I think the last one I was interested in might have been the last one Kobe played in. 
And even then I was kind of like, eh, nobody's trying. Kobe tried, you know, he always tried. He just, he, he hated, he hated losing with such a passion that he couldn't help, but like make it a game. But like, you're right. Like LeBron wishes that he maybe wasn't an all-star and that he could just stop moving and put himself in carbon, phrase himself in carbonite or whatever he does when he's not playing basketball to extend his career. Um, you know, feast on the souls of the young or whatever it is that he does. Uh, that's, uh, we'll never know. I'm sure. Maybe when he retires, he'll do a documentary on all the things that he did to uh, stay, extend his career. But I, I, I just, just make it like the young guys, make make it like the all, like the rookie game should just be the all star game because those guys have something to like show and prove and care. But like KD, he don't care. LeBron, he don't care. None of them. I think you make a good point, and that if the superstars aren't invested, where's the entertainment? What are you going to do? There, for the there isn't any. Right. What are you going to do? For the, yeah. Uh, I'm going to prep a music video <laughs> that I have to shoot in two weeks. Yeah. For what band? Uh, it's, it's two guys from bands I've made videos for before. And I, they did a side project thing and I don't even think they know what it's called. Oh, okay. They'll have a cool I have video. a song. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll see. This is not, a common... not a large budget. Not a large budget on this one. What's the budget? You don't have to say. Don't say. Don't... We don't have to talk about it. it not the... a, not a lot. Not a lot. Let's put it under the fi- the the category of not a lot. Not no. enough. No. On top of it. <laughs> there we go. Kurt Affair, I love this. Wemby with a cowboy hat looked like Gumby in Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Kurt Affair. That's a good one. That's killing me, dude. Uh, Kurt Affair is one of the one of our one of my favorite chatters. He's always got he's always got jokes. Um, Wemby doesn't look real. I mean, he's gonna be a problem in like four years. Three no, four. I know, but like he's already a problem. On every time. no, but like when I watch him in the game, it looks like it looks like I'm watching like NBA 2K where it malfunctioned. Right. Like he he doesn't look real. Like he he looks too long to be on a court. Like to be a real human being. That would be my only like fear. It, he's too lanky, and he so might get like broken. But it's not that era of NBA either, where like guys are like hitting you hard or not. You know, maybe Pat Bev hits people hard, but I mean, he's just a little guy, a little old Pat Bev, trying to matter. Um, but he doesn't. Uh, nobody hits like you know like Shaq or Fox or. Doug Christie or you know that era of basketball so that that's done like Draymond Green wishes he could play in the 90s you know what I mean where like hand checking was legal and he could knock dudes down and that was just a tough foul what he's too little Draymond Green yeah he would have gotten knocked on his ass (laughs) (laughs) he's like a tough guy for like right now Right, yeah, and then if he had back in the day, yeah, somebody's in the chat bringing up Charles Oakley. If he had gone up against Charles Oakley, no, yep, yeah, exactly. Somebody, yeah, uh, no, Charles Oakley would have owned him. Half the dudes of the '90s would have owned him. He would, I mean, he probably admires Dennis Rodman, but Dennis Rodman would have just ha- he would have gotten in under his skin and in his head in like two minutes, like two minutes of him, like you know, holding his jersey in just the right way so that the ref doesn't call it. 
and Draymond Green would lose his mind and get ejected. You know what I mean? Like he just doesn't have he just doesn't have the cool or the the temperament to deal with like the type of basketball he wants to play. I feel like he's like a bully. I just think of him as like a bully. Like when you punch a bully, then the suddenly they're like, "Hey, what's going on here?" And that's how I think of him. So I don't have a lot of respect for for Green. I I call him I call him nutshot because of his multiple shots to the nuts, and I just think he's cheap. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's see. We've been doing this for almost an hour, uh, although the first 10 minutes were a little bit rocky. So for those of you who've been stuck in, stuck around for the whole show, uh, thanks for bearing with my technical prowess or lack thereof. Uh, someday Neil will get his camera figured out and we'll do this again. Um, sorry. Uh, sorry, nah, you're stupid. No, nah, you're not stupid. It's just, listen, we're not getting paid for this. I, can, <laughs> I know how to use a quarter of a million dollar camera, but I can't figure out how to turn on my... There you go. Your webcam camera on my laptop. Yeah, I feel very dumb. Is there a little slidey thing you have to slide at the top of the camera? No. Well, at first I thought maybe I just had like a stick, like a. Sometimes I put a piece of tape over it because I have a right. Mac and the shits are always live. And yeah, but I don't. I don't know. It might be something in the web browser. Let's not worry about it. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout. But we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. All right, let's let's wrap it up by talking a little bit more. So I have one more I have one more Kings related question. Something that kind of reminds me of well, it's just kind of, it, I just found it kind of, it, it seemed to be gimmicky to me, but it has turned into a rallying cry. And what do you feel about the whole like the beam thing? What's, what are your thoughts on that? Look, <laughs> I, I I loved it. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's something you can do forever, but sure. like, well, consi- again, it was just, it was so nice because they were, they, again, they've just been so bad for so long that like, I know people are like, oh, you should act like you've been there before. But, like, no. They had, they had not been there in so long. They had not even been, like, an okay team. Right. You know? Like, they weren't even like, oh, at least we're mediocre. They were just, like, atrociously bad. Yeah. No, and, it's... you know, it was also fun. Like, it's like, oh, we won a game. Let's light the beam. Ding. Um, right. right. I mean, I, I like, like it. I liken it to the Angels Rally Monkey, which has gone on forever, by the way. Like, since the Rally Monkey came into being, it has gone nowhere. It's still. Oh, wow. They still show the Rally Monkey. still there? Yeah. I mean, listen, the Angels are losing oh, a lot wow. of reason, so they need the Rally They still need the Rally Monkey because we're so terrible year after year. But, you know. Uh, that poor monkey. That poor... <laughs> you guys, I'm so tired of hopping. Please, just try to win. Try. Monkey. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Sorry. Oh, okay. I'm Dante. 
uh, Dante thinks the beam is is dope AF as well. Uh, I mean, I, like I said, I thought it was a little gimmicky at first, but then I think I kind of listen. I I I have to root for. I, it's hard for me to root for the Kings because of the old playoff battles between them and the Lakers. But as they kind of slipped into like epic mediocrity, pity eventually took over. Um, and so I'm at a point where if I kind of feel like the same way about the Kings as I do about the Timberwolves. If there's a team that's not going to, if the Lakers aren't going to win the championship in a year, and if it was the Kings or the Timberwolves or the Pelicans or the Knicks, I would be fine with that. Even the 76ers. I'd even be fine with the 76ers winning a championship. As long as it's not Phoenix or the Spurs or the Warriors and there's no way it can ever be the Celtics. I just those teams. I just don't want. I, if it's not gonna be the Lakers, I don't want those teams to win it. I'd rather it go to like I. I was. Ha- I'm happier when I was like stoked when the Bucks won it, right? Because like Milwaukee. What do we got? Cheese. Uh, you know. PBR. Beer. Right. Beer. <laughs> uh, fry. Put put a fruit. Put some kind of food in the deep fryer and eat it. Like that's what they got. So it was nice for that that community for that state for that town for that city for all the for all the milwaukee band folks fans who've been fans for for forever for them to win a title that's that's how i felt about that and so if and i guess this is me being a weird generous fan as a, as a laker fan like oh i'm sorry if it's one of the years that we're not going to win it please let a team who has never never won it win the win the title this year like i like as long as really honestly almost any team as long as it's not the celtics um and I just, I, I just think KD is kind of like a the ultimate merc, and so I just kind of have a problem with KD winning it at this point, just because I don't like. I used to love KD, and then he just started ring hopping teams, and I then I stopped liking KD. I was just like, eh. should have stuck it out in Brooklyn, bro. Like, like should have made. I don't. I mean, I don't know what the, what, I don't know what Brooklyn does to players to make them want to flee, like their hair's on fire. But man. That something's something's rotten in Brooklyn because nobody wants to play there <laughs> except broken Ben Simmons. Um, uh, I'll play in I'll play in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, you'll you'll take, <laughs> you'll take a ten day contract to go play in Brooklyn. Bad bad back and yeah. <laughs> what does a ten day contract make? I, make I like, mean, probably more than I do. So <laughs> your ten days. I, I my. My main gig is teaching college kids, and let me tell you, that does not pay a lot. Sure. My, hey, my main gig is fixing computers for college kids, so it's the same boat. <laughs> but I get copious amount of time. Uh, wait, why do, you, why do you not like the Suns? Is it just, is it just Durant, or is it just because it's I the mean, Suns? It's, it's a little bit of both. It's kind of it's the Suns. Like I have a little bit of animosity from when Steve Nash won back-to-back MVPs, and I really felt like Kobe should have won, won the year that he scored 81 points because he just was doing things that nobody – that few players can do. And that's, that's not, to not, it's not a knock against Nash, who is probably like a better all-around player. But And like, yeah, the Suns had a better record. But I just thought that like if you take Kobe Bryant off that Laker team, like they're – the last they're last in the west and if you take steve nash off that phoenix team there's probably still a fringe playoff team and that's sort of how i felt about that second one that nash won i was like you know he you were you gave him the gold star for being plucky and canadian once and that was enough and then you didn't reward one of the best players that's ever played the game 
for playing for playing at a level few ever even can dream of achieving. So that's uh, there's a few weird little things, and this again, this is just me. I, I and I wouldn't I wouldn't hate on the Suns. I wouldn't be like that's it. The NBA is terrible, but I I just don't think. I'm just not, I've just never been a Suns fan. I've never been a Suns fan. And like, I know, and I don't know anybody that is a Suns fan. And that's the other thing. Like, I know I have friends who are Sacramento Kings fans. I have friends who are Minnesota Timberwolves, Philadelphia 76ers fans. So I, you know, for that, for for your sake and their sake, if it wasn't going to be the Lakers, I would like for you to get to experience what it's like, you know, to have your team win a championship and be like, no, I'm going to go, maybe I'll go to the parade or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm not going to Sacramento for a parade. <laughs> I don't. I don't really want to go to Sacramento for almost anything. <laughs> I did get tattooed in Sacramento once, though. So there's that. All right, all right. See, I I liked Booker up until like two seasons ago. I really wanted to like Devin Booker, and then he just got like Danny Ainge level whiny with the refs, and then I stopped liking Devin Booker. Uh, and that's where I'm at with that. I'll I'll agree with that. He he really does whine a lot, and it's kind of annoying. It's incessant. It's it's like it's like watching uh what's Don Luca, oh, and he's, he's, I thought like, gotten like, better. I think he's gotten better this year though, a little bit, like a like the littlest bit. Yeah, it just there was I mean there was a point last year where like the other team's scoring and he's still like yelling at the ref and you're just like right. come on man, right? Just play. Booker Booker's also really annoying when they're winning. Yeah, like he's a bad winner, and he's like an annoying loser on top of it. Right, right. I really wanted I to. I really wanted to like him because I felt like he was one of the last ones to like. I just thought like he had that kind of. He has kind of like scoring the 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 profile that I like in an NBA superstar. Like, scores inside, scores outside. You know, a lot of different shots that he can throw up there. But then, yeah, his annoyance factor just eclipsed all of that, and I was like, "No, you're just like too. You're just like a whiny kid, and nobody wants to watch the whiny kid win. Like nobody, nobody wants the whiny kid to win. Everybody wants the whiny kid to go home and stop whining." So I wish he would figure out how to do that. Um, same with Luca. Luca's like I thought. I think I think Luca's like two percent better this year at not being so whiny. Uh, but in general, I feel the same about both those guys. Like, just come on, man. <laughs> Oh, parade in Sacramento will be like going to the farmers market. I mean, probably. Kurt, you're on fire today, man. You're on fire. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, that's really, really, really. Fun. Oh, look, I'll get some veggies. Uh, get, maybe get a balloon animal. Oh, look, some basketball players. <laughs> Uh, and also, one more time, condolences to all the Chiefs fans who had to endure cowards, teenage cowards, evidently uh, ruining your your parade. Uh, that's some BS. Uh, nothing more cowardly than shooting guns into a crowd. Uh, you'd be more brave if you like, you know, stole somebody's hat and took a duke in it. Like that's that's more. That's that's cooler. <laughs> that's a cooler thing to do. If you want to be disruptive, just take. Take a, take a banker's hat and take a big old crap in it. You'll be a real true. You'll be a true rebel, guaranteed. Um, shooting guns into the crowd, you're just a coward. All right, uh, I think we'll probably wrap it up right about here. Uh, yep, 
2010 Vengeance was awesome. I agree. I'm going to highlight that one. Isabel, you're right. The 2010 Laker Championship was by far my favorite. Um, I, everything about it was awesome. From the from the minute, from the Ron Artest post game conference, which is one of the best post game conferences in all sport history, uh, when he's up there with his whole family, he's like, and then Kobe, Kobe passed me the ball. <laughs> As if it was the first time it happened in this entire life. It was just one of the great comments of, of my... Uh... Oh, man. Yeah, agreed, Kurt. I, mi- yeah. I miss I miss Ron Artest. I do, too. I, I feel like... And he, somebody was saying that, you know, when we were talking about Draymond Green, that Ron Artest would have, like, taken him to school. Agreed. There's, like, five guys oh, yeah. who would have just, just annihilated Draymond Green's little childish antic game that he plays and so mw meta world peace aka ron artest aka a uh meta panda or something. he had another name there for a hot minute um they would all annihilate him so uh well i'd like to thank you neil for coming on uh well if you want we can try this again sometime you know i love to talk basketball yeah sure this was super fun i don't uh, i don't really have a lot of people to talk basketball with yeah and this we have a great chat there's great people here as you can see they're quite humorous uh and i'll figure out my actual camera yeah situation you know or just use your phone that's what i do because i i I have the same oh i have sometimes i use the same i've done that i'm stupid and you know we'll get there we'll get there man it's we got our whole lives all all five years left or however many we got (laughs) three as I say every year when I turn a, a new age halfway to dead. Um, <laughs> anyway, by now I'm an optimist. I'm going to be 50 next year. People are like, oh, you're going to be 100? I'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, I'd like to thank the world's greatest chat uh, chat room for your lovely comments, especially Kurt Affair, you're on fire today. Uh, uh, and Neil, thank you for coming on. And I'd like to thank uh, Gerald, who set us all up for this uh joe for his incredible participation early on stone hansen nick laker tom if you're out there finish moving man if you haven't hit like and subscribe hit like and subscribe uh leave a review on apple podcasts or or wherever you find our podcasts five star reviews are helpful uh get us out there like us on youtube subscribe on youtube you guys are all awesome let's uh enjoy what all-star festivities we may Really, the three-point contest is the only thing that's worth. The three-point stuff versus uh, Sabrina is the only thing worth watching. And uh, it's your fault, Adam Silver. You make a boring project product. And so, yeah, that's it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Neil. And uh, have a good one. Thank you. Adios. Bye.